Chapter 20 of Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 2, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Translated by Ninian Hill Thompson. Chapter 20 of the dangers incurred by princes or republics who resort to auxiliary or mercenary arms. Had I not already, in another treatise, enlarged on the inutility of mercenary and auxiliary, and on the usefulness of national arms, I should dwell on these matters in the present discourse more at length than it is my design to do. For having given the subject very full consideration elsewhere, here I would be brief. Still, when I find Titus Livius supplying a complete example of what we have to look for from auxiliaries, by whom I mean troops sent to our assistance by some other prince or ruler, paid by him and under orders by him appointed, it is not fit that I should pass it by in silence. It is related, then, by our historian, that the Romans, after defeating on two different occasions armies of the Samnites, with forces sent by them to succor the Capuans, whom they thus relieved from the war which the Samnites were waging against them, being desirous to return to Rome, left behind two legions to defend the Capuans, that the latter might not, from being altogether deprived of their protection, once more become a prey to the Samnites. But these two legions, rotting in idleness, began to take such delight therein, that forgetful of their country and the reverence due to the Senate, they resolved to seize by violence the city they had been left to guard by their valor. For to them it seemed that the citizens of Capua were unworthy to enjoy advantages which they knew not how to defend. The Romans, however, getting timely notice of this design, at once met and defeated it, in the manner to be more fully noticed when I come to treat of conspiracies. Once more, then, I repeat, that of all the various kinds of troops, auxiliaries are the most pernicious, because the prince or republic resorting to them for aid has no authority over them, the only person who possesses such authority being he who sends them. For, as I have said, auxiliary troops are those sent to your assistance by some other potentate, under his own flag, under his own officers, and in his own pay, as were the legions sent by the Romans to Capua. Such troops, if victorious, will for the most part plunder him by whom, as well as him against whom, they are hired to fight, and this they do, sometimes at the instigation of the potentate who sends them, sometimes for ambitious ends of their own. It was not the purpose of the Romans to violate the league and treaty which they had made with Capua, but to their soldiers it seemed so easy a matter to master the Capuans that they were readily led into this plot for depriving them of their town and territories. Many other examples might be given to the same effect, 
but it is enough to mention besides this instance that of the people of regium who were deprived of their city and of their lives by another roman legion sent for their protection princes and republics therefore should resort to any other expedient for the defence of their states sooner than call in hired auxiliaries when they have to rest their entire hopes of safety on them since any accord or terms however hard which you may make with your enemy will be carefully studied and current events well considered it will be seen that for one who has succeeded with such assistance hundreds have been betrayed nor in truth can any better opportunity for usurping a city or province present itself to an ambitious prince or commonwealth than to be asked to send an army for its defence on the other hand he who is so greedy of conquest as to summon such help not for purposes of defence but in order to attack others seeks to have what he can never hold and is most likely to be taken from him by the very person who helps him to gain it yet such is the perversity of men that to gratify the desire of the moment they shut their eyes to those ills which must speedily ensue and are no more moved by example in this matter than in all those others of which i have spoken for were they moved by these examples they would see that the more disposed they are to deal generously with their neighbours and the more averse they are to usurp authority over them the readier will these be to throw themselves into their arms as will at once appear from the case of the capuans End of chapter 20